Angie Coombs. The waterfall journey essential for travelers. Identity. I'm talking about identity and and it's quite a challenge. You know, our, our identity is uh, is often a difficult thing uh knowing who we are. When we're teenagers, it's a kind of rite of passage, isn't it, to try and find out who you are. The world have got a great game at the moment. It's um called choose your pronoun. So they're having great fun deciding they're going to be either he, she or them, which just adds a layer of confusion to life for teenagers now when they are thinking about who am I? Who am I going to be? What am I going to be? The definition of identity is the fact of being or what you are. So there's an internal component and there's an out would component of what you do and in the middle there's a how you do it because we can we can have a role the same as somebody else's but the way we actually are in that role can be entirely different you can have somebody who's a good ruler and you can have somebody who's a despot they may be doing the same functions of leading a country but actually the way they do it's differently their identity in that is different you know jesus was effective because of three things he knew who he was he knew whose he was and he knew why he'd come and those three things gave him the security that made him effective He he knew who he was from an early time because we're told in Luke at the end of chapter 2 that long chapter and it um it's been talking about at the age of 12 and the visit um, to the temple at the Passover and then Jesus getting left behind and the parents discovering it after a couple of days and going back and not being able to find him for another couple of days and then going to the temple And Jesus said, "Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house?" He already knew his identity, his calling here. And what it says then is the the verse that that fills the gap between 12 and 30 is he grew in stature and wisdom with God and man. He was whole He didn't have needs. He was he didn't have defense systems. He was whole. What you got was who he was. He was authentic. Same on the outside, same on the inside. So he knew who he was inside. He knew whose he was. He knew the structure he'd come into. He knew he served the Father. And and so when we have the temptations he knows exactly the answers to give he isn't tempted distracted one way or the other of I might have the power or I might do this it's it's the way the father's doing it you know don't tempt the father this is the way we're going he was very clear about that and and he knew why he'd come he knew he was the messiah he knew 
that his purpose here had got that overarching arching thing and he was he was not distracted by it the messiah was what he was and that's what he was going to go and achieve now that that gave him three things one it gave him authority authority comes from being whole inside and knowing what you're doing and growing into it and it's important the growing into it those 18 years before he did it are important it's the growing into it authority comes from inside out you can't impose authority you have to you have to grow into authority now that's the best authority that comes out and flows out of you because of who you are and what you know this clarity that he got and this clarity gave him the 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 sense of knowing the bit by bit the tactics in order to reach that place of becoming the messiah so in the first year of the ministry it was it was the year of of um, inaugurations it was the year of of finding the disciples beginning to set out the sermon on the mount what he'd come for the good news the the, the second year he spent mostly in galilee and he, up, up in the north and he was sharing it he was growing his disciples he was he was um getting the news out beginning to show that it was it was for everyone and it was out there it was doing the miracles and then the third year was the year of opposition it was this year he turned back to face jerusalem this was the year until this time very often he had withdrawn from confrontations with the pharisees but now he turned his face to jerusalem and he came and when there was opposition he dealt with it and um so he had this um uh, uh, this real uh, clarity he had certainty you know so he knew all those things came together so he knew so when he was in gethsemane and when all the, that the feelings of where he was was there and what was going on he knew he was going to go ahead of it and the certainty came from the relationship with the father knowing he was loved knowing he was called bringing all those threads together and this is the pattern for us so we need to know who we are we need to know whose we are and we need to know why we've come and if we then allow god to work in us and through us then we will have the authority that jesus delegated to us we will have that clarity of the call upon our lives but we need to grow into it and it it's the clarity of knowing that he will take us on the steps that will lead us to fulfilling our thing and it's the certainty of knowing that this relationship this relationship with the lord will take us through and we'll do all the things that we have to do so jesus was being secure in these things it allowed him to act in certain ways and there there are two things that i just want to highlight Firstly, he had time to do what he needed to do. 
So what the Holy Spirit brought in front of them, he had time, whether it's for a person, like the woman with the issue of blood when he was off to heal Jairus' daughter, or whether it was taking time to, to um, train the disciples. What you saw all the time was him not reacting. We've been talking about this on Tuesdays, not reacting, but responding. And he could do that out of his wholeness. We so often react because we re react out of our woundedness and where we are. He didn't. But there's a journey for us to take. You know, Adam and Eve, they had the same certainty. They had the same clarity. They had the same understanding because it was that relationship with the Father that they knew who they were. They were safe and secure. They knew why they were here. They knew they were loved in that relationship. And God was giving them responsibility and trust and growing them. But we are in the fallen world, so things are slightly different for us. And, and the big question for us is, how do we define ourselves? Where do we get our identity from? You know, in the, in the inner being part, are you absolutely sure of your 100% love from the Father? Do you, do you live out that every day? Or is there something in your head that you're comparing yourself to other people negatively? You know, how do you feel about yourself when you go into a room? What's going on inside and outside? And what we need is self-awareness. What's going on inside me? And Holy Spirit awareness. And what we're learning in the waterfall is that God has got a plan for us that we can cooperate with to untangle the mess of who we are inside and bring us through to be the people we are. And what we're seeing, aren't we, is the Holy Spirit do amazing things in each other as he un unravels and gets rid of our defenses and frees us to be the people that God created us to be. And the wonder is, this was God's plan, that Jesus would come and do it. We talk sometimes, and we may be at communion, about us being cleansed, about us being forgiven, about us being made whole. But actually, we have to work at it. There's a part for us to play on this. We have to enter into this relationship know that this journey god will do us he will create us to be the people he individually designed you as but actually the more we cooperate the more we're willing to let him do it the quicker the faster he'll get us there and there's a reason that he needs to get us there and that reason is that we have work to do for him the reason is that he wants us to be authentic. So in our identity, we're authentic. That what's going on the inside is what's going on the outside. And I have to say that, that for me at the moment is a huge challenge, okay? It's not easy when God is dealing with you about things, what's going on inside, to make the actions of what we do on the outside 
fit the things on the inside. You know, and, and it's that gap, that how, is very often where the rubber hits the road for us. You know, we've got many roles um, in our lives. There are roles within the family, there are roles at work, at church, there are roles everywhere that we look. And, and each role needs us to do something, do something to fulfill that role. How we do it and what it comes out from is the mark of really how we're doing. I often um, wonder, you know, marriage was always important to me and, and, and I made a mess of two marriages. And, and when I became a Christian, I wanted a third marriage to do it right, to honor God in, okay? And, and he said no. And um, I was pretty miffed at the time, I have to say. Um, but then he said he wanted to be my husband. So that was a bit different, okay? And then what he's done is over the years, he's built the Waterfall Journey ministry. And I couldn't do that if I was married. Have you ever thought why Jesus never married? You know, what it says in the Bible is that a husband's first, first priority is his wife and his family. Because if you're not acting as Jesus in your home and, and are not congruent in your home, how can you go out and be Jesus outside? Okay, and that takes time and it takes effort and it takes continual reassessing about how are we doing? What are we doing? You know, some roles take over people. They can be defined by a narrow band. There's a tendency, isn't it, in some areas to define people by a sexual orientation. They define themselves or wokiness or they have a uniform. But it narrows down the way we see the world. When we look at Jesus and his identity and who he was, it's expansive because he was whole, because he was working on, a, on an inner being that was linked to the Father and secure and safe, and he knew who he was. And that's the aim for us, to be working out of a wholeness inside. And that means our being willing to let the Holy Spirit deal with the things that need to be dealt with, to bring them to the surface and to have the awareness to say, this is something that God is bringing. I need to be listening. I need to be working. Show me, Lord. Show me, Lord. And let him deal with it. So for us to make sure that we've got our identity where God wants us now, it's about where are, where are you standing at the moment? In the waterfall, we say we're, we're here in this place because in this place, we're who God says we are. Not what the world says, who God says we are. In this place, I am 100% loved, secure, at home with my Father in heaven. There's nothing I can do more to make him love me more. There's nothing I will do that will make him love me less. Okay, I am rock solid secure. Inside, I still need work. So there it's about being willing, Lord, 
Search me. Find the things, Lord, that will block me from being the person that you created me to be. It's about being open to the call on your life. And that call, as we've seen, it can take, with Jesus, it took sacrifice. He didn't have a home and he didn't have a family and he didn't have a wife. Because how could he have gone and done the work that he did without, with that distraction? And I mean that properly, giving that the time and the effort and the place to provide that home for a, a, a woman by his side when actually he was going to the cross. He was, he was, he'd got work to do. And there are many people that you see that have roles in this life that, that for God, that involves sacrifice. But God doesn't rob. He will fill up where he lacks. What the world says you're lacking, you'll never be with our God. And it comes down to this again, that we're called for a purpose. I, I know I say this a lot because I, I think it's the, the galvanizing thing. And I think it's the reason why to keep going, um, letting God deal with you. You know, he'll deal with big lies first, but then there are always course adjustments. There are always things. And they're not easy to deal with. To make a choice. I don't, there used to be the thing, didn't there? Do what Jesus did. What would Jesus do? I think the bigger question for me at the moment was, what would Jesus be in this situation? We know he would be authentic. So how am I authentic? in this situation and what i find is often that's where i'm out of alignment because i'd rather do it my way or i just don't want to go there that invo involves humility it involves um, you know putting somebody else first when i'm a bit miffed about something and and those are the things uh, steve once did a, a sermon about the little foxes spoiling the vineyard and it is not always the big things that cause the problems. It's the little day by days. How do I interact with this person? I'm supposed to be Jesus here. That's what he's given us to do. Just, just listen to this in 2 Corinthians. I'm in 2 Corinthians 5. And I'm, I'm reading from um, verse 14. Since we believe that Christ died for all... We also believe that we've all died to our old life. He died for everyone, so that those who receive his life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ, who died and was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. So we need to start seeing with God's perspective, on God's scale. This is God, the High King of Heaven, sending Jesus to lift us up on a cosmic level to be changed, to be new creations, because... 
And all this is a gift from God, who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. That's why we need to know who we are, whose we are, and what we're here for. And it's not on a village scale, it's not on a national scale, it's not on a global scale, it is on an eternal scale. We are the ambassadors of Christ. And that means our identity needs to be secure. We need to embrace the grace and the love that we have been given. We need to receive everything that Jesus did for us so that we can be those ambassadors. And we need to realize it takes effort. That effort is so often denying ourselves what we want, how we see it, what we do. And to step into God's perspectives. And God is lifting us up to be everything he created us to be. And on this cosmic scale, you're Christ's ambassadors, and I am. And that, I find, a huge challenge personally. And we need each other to grow and move forward on it. Let's just pray. Father, you, you blow our mind. We, we just thank you for the miracle of your heart, your love for your people. That not only are we all individually created, but Lord, that you care to walk alongside us so that we can be healed from the inside out. We can find our calling. We can be everything that you want us to be, that we might play our part in your kingdom purposes. Lord, would you help each one of us where we are? We acknowledge, Lord, it's not easy. It wasn't easy for Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus says, take up your cross. But would you help us? Would you grow our awareness, our self-awareness and our awareness of the moving of the Holy Spirit in our lives, that we might cooperate with you as you bring us through to be the people you created us to be and that we might give you pleasure and delight through our lives as we open ourselves up to you and all you've done and all you are. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>